Are you a technician who wants to set yourself apart? Then the Trusted Technician Podcast is for you. I'm Derek Hofrichter, coach and trainer at SBE. And on this podcast, we will have experienced HVAC coaches and trainers, as well as top performing technicians, all sharing their tips and strategies to help you be more successful. This is Coach Derek at SBE with the Trusted Technician Podcast. And we're here with a special guest, I'm out in Virginia Beach, and I'm here with Justin from Russell's Heating and Cooling. Hey, Justin, how's it going? Good. How are you doing today? I'm good. So just so everyone knows, you know, we talk on this podcast a lot about the dashboard and on the technician rankings, and Justin was the number one ranked technician in our rankings last year. So Justin, welcome. Let's start from the beginning. Why do you enjoy, or why did you get into being an HVAC technician? I started, shoot, probably 12, 13 years ago. My dad did it. My grandfather, he owned a local company here in Virginia Beach. I've got five brothers. Most of my brothers do heating and air conditioning. So it's in the family. Yeah, it's runs in the family. My brothers, uncles, everybody did it. And I was getting into trouble growing up. So to kind of get me out of the trouble, they would drag me to work on the weekends and then the summertime to keep me busy. And then just kind of went from there. So what age were you when you like first got the truck and started to really run calls? Well... I first started helping out when I was probably about 12 or 13 years old. When I first started running calls myself, probably 18 years old or so, when I first started running my own service. Okay. And so now how long have you been running calls for? I'm 28 now. So I just turned 28 a couple weeks ago. So by myself, probably about 10 years. Okay. Wow. So obviously, you know, I mentioned you number one in the rankings last year, you, you do well, you bring in a lot of revenue. Tell me like, were you always that way or was there like a kind of a turning point for you where you sort of feel like things started to click? Actually, the biggest turning point was when I started working for Russell's. So I worked for other companies, big companies, small companies in the past. But when I started working for Russell's, they were actually able to give me the support and the training and the coaching that I needed to, to just make me blow up and take off. Because other companies I've worked for, other management that I've worked for in the past, they'd never been able to do that for me. And then once I started working for Russell's and working with Mark and our coaches and trainers, it just truly took off from there. Yeah, that, that's great. And, you know, Russell's has been with SBE for a while. Yeah. You know, does really well with the process and even making it their own. But what was it about that support? You know, was it the training? What about the training do you feel like was the missing piece that you needed? Probably just really the attention. Every other company I've worked for in the past, it was go out, run eight to 12 calls a day, try to get as much money from every customer as you could. But with Russell's, it was actual training. It was actually sit down and give us a process and a way to do things. And after they taught me that and that it wasn't run 20 calls a day, it was run three to four calls a day and take your time with the customer. That's what really went from there. So you're saying that when you took the focus away from trying to make more money and run more calls, actually made more money. Made more money and ran less calls and work actually less time. I mean, I work, I average maybe 35 to 40 hours a week and make great money. Yeah. So what, what type of calls are you, are you typically running here in, in Virginia for your market? Like, is it mostly demand calls? Is it mostly maintenance calls, tune-ups? What's kind of the mixture? This time of year, it's demand calls. I mean, we're kind of coming out of the summertime and kind of getting into the slower, the shoulder season is what people call it. So as we're starting to slow down, it's more maintenance, but for the most part, we're kind of coming out of more of demand service breakdowns, okay. air conditioning calls. But for you, you know, you're, you're productive year round, obviously yeah. you know, with like the amount of revenue you bring in. So do you really differentiate your process or how you talk to the customers or what you're trying to accomplish? If it's a demand call or if it's a maintenance call? No, I try to run every call the same. I try to run every call as a technically, even if it's broken, a maintenance call. So even if I go out to a service call, I'll try to run it as a maintenance. 
and go through, not just find out, oh, the system's not working. It's just a capacitor went bad. I'll try to go through the entire system and have the conversation with the customer. And I find that when you take your time and you care more about the situation and care more about the customer to fix the problem that they have versus, oh, I'm going to sell this system and make a thousand dollars commission. When you tend to not do that and you just solely want to take care of the customer, the money will come regardless. It's not about that for me. It's about solely taking care of that. I like that. That customer and their family. Yeah. It's all about trust, right? We, yeah. It's in the title, trusted technician. This episode is brought to you by SBE. Learn the secrets of million dollar technicians at our SBE Service Champions two-day event. Visit us in a city near you. It's easy to register. Visit our website, unleash.sbechampions.com. So what are the things that you do to show the customer that you care more about them than you do like the sale or, or anything else? Um, first things first is honesty. Pictures, videos, of course, we've always kind of really done that, but being honest and doing what's right. A lot of times I'll look at it as, would this be right if I were to do this at my mother's house? Mm -hmm. If my mother's air conditioner broke down, would it be good to put a new system in or can we go ahead and fix it and get them up and running? And then I'll look at it from that aspect. And I'll also look at it as when I talk to the customer and they're sometimes customers are moving or they're with COVID, they're in a financial crisis and they just can't afford it. I'm not going to force somebody to do something. I truly listen to the customer and do what makes sense for them and what helps in their current situation. Okay. That's great. And obviously, you know, the, the proof is there because you sell more systems than like anyone else that I know. Right. And it's funny, you know, cause you're saying you're not trying to do that. Right. You're, you're not trying to force it. So, um, if I were a homeowner and you came to my house and my system is a little older, you know, 12, 13, 14 years, what sort of questions are you going to be asking me in this scenario about my system? Utility cost is a big one, especially in an older system. Utility cost, efficiency, hot, cold spots in the house, recent repairs, especially if they've been a longtime customer, I'll kind of go through and look at the history and service Titan and see how many times we've been out there for repairs, or if they're a first time customer, I'll ask them how long they've lived there. We're a large military community. So we do get a lot of customers that come and go. So sometimes it can get hard because a lot of times if I go, I just moved into the house six months ago, I stationed here from Florida, but yeah, just recent repairs, utility costs. Why is that so important to ask about recent repairs? Cause it tells us how often the system has given them issues. It tells us how many times they've had problems with it or how much money they put into it. Because if we're coming out or they've had companies out every six months to every year and they're putting a thousand to $2,000 in there every year, it's, I mean, to me, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. So you're asking them about repairs. You're asking them about their, their energy costs for an older system. What are the typical answers? You know, do people know that they've put a lot of money into this? Do they know, or do you feel like you have to connect the dots? Sometimes you have to dig a little bit. So sometimes a lot of people just as a, to brush it off, like, oh, my wife pays the utility bills or my husband pays the utility bill or it automatically comes out and you'll have to dig and say, oh, well, can you pull it up? Or do you mind reaching out to them? Because I've had customers say, oh, our bill's not that bad. It's 200 bucks a month. And they're like, okay. And I'll kind of leave it and I'll go to do other things and I'll come back. And they're like, you know what? You asked about it. I called my husband. Our last power bill was $450. So they really don't know. They just kind of defensive against the salesman. They'll push it off. And then once they really start to dig and ask more questions, then it'll start to come up. Okay. Do you have any like tips or tricks that you would give the technicians for like how to start? You just got to the house. Like you've never met these people before. You know, they're having an issue. You show up. How does Justin start the conversation or the relationship? I start it positive. I start it upbeat, especially even on the first phone call. 
energetic. I like to start the call excited, not like, oh God, I got to run another service call or it's six o'clock at night. I want to go home to my family. I leave my phone and everything in the truck and I just start everything fresh with the customer and then just kind of go from there. Okay. And then you find the homeowners are likely, they're probably not happy that they have to call an HVAC technician out to their house, right? So, you know, you're not their favorite person from the start. Nope. So do you feel like that's your goal that you need to win them over? Or what do you feel like your goal is from that starting point? My biggest goal is to help the customer and do everything I can to get them up and running um, to take care of them and their family. Okay. Especially around here, again, being military, we've got a lot of younger families, a lot of families that have younger kids, and I really want to get everybody taken care of and up and running and then just kind of go from there. Okay. So as I mentioned, you know, you were the top tech last year in the rankings. Roughly how much revenue did you bring in last year in your truck? Last year was just over 3.3 million. Yeah. Which is crazy. I remember a point where, you know, like they said it would be impossible for one technician to do 2 million. Yeah. Right. Or it'd be okay. Well, I remember. Yeah. And then you did it. Right. And then it'd be impossible for a tech to do two and a half, you know, and then you did it. And okay, well, that's okay. We can wrap our heads around that, but there's no way that a tech could ever do 3 million by themselves. Right. Right. And the last year was the first year that the 3 million mark was ever crossed. So knowing that you're already doing much more than all the other ones and you keep improving, what motivates you? Honestly, my family. I grew up rough around here. My biggest motivation is my family. I've got three daughters. What terrifies me is for my daughters to come to me and tell me that they need something. And I tell them that I can't do that for them or I can't afford that or I can't buy you a new pair of shoes or I can't do something for you. So I work really hard to be able to not have to do that. Yeah, that, that's my biggest motivator. That's amazing because, you know, some people, they... They, they become doctors or, yeah. you know, attorneys, engineers. So you feel that by being an HVAC tech, you can fully take care of your family to the utmost of your ability. Oh, absolutely. Before I started working for Russell's, I didn't think anything that I have now or have done now has ever been possible for somebody like me. And I feel like the more I work with Russell's and SB, the more people that I help and the more people that I encourage to do better. It's just going to come back and I'm going to reciprocate that. And I'm going to get more from helping more of our guys and helping more people get to the goals and achieve the things that they want. Yeah, that's an amazing attitude to have about it. You do so well and we met because you're here for training, yeah. right? You just did a two-day class. So why, why are you still taking classes and doing training? I'm always doing training. So even if it's outside of SB, I love SB, but I even, I'll even go even further and learn and try to reach out to other guys in the industry all over the country because there are technicians across the country that aren't SBE that do four and five million dollars, six million dollars a year. So I look out for that stuff and I try to reach out to guys like that to see things that I'm not doing. And if it would work for me, try to implement that in the things that I do every day to try to hit these goals. Training is everything. The more you train, the better you're going to get just because you're a, a fighter or Anything that you do, you always have to continually train. Yeah, that's what the best do, right? Yeah. They don't quit. They don't think like, ah, I'm good enough. Yeah, LeBron right. James doesn't stop training just because he's the best out there. They're just, they continue to train every day. And overall, they train harder and more than everybody That's else. usually why they're the best. Right. It's because they train every day. So Justin, just kind of wrapping up a little bit, a lot of technicians, they see you at the top, they sort of look up to you or they look, you know, man, I wish I could be like that. I want to be like that. So for those technicians that are maybe struggling or they... They don't understand how you're able to help so many people and do that revenue. What advice would you give for technicians that are listening to this? First off, don't give up. And then second, I would say when you go into a house for either a maintenance or a service call, 
don't go into the call or go into the situation thinking about how much money you're going to make. Go into the situation on how I can help this family, how I can improve their life, how we can do better for them. And if you do that and you do it consistently, the money will come as long as you do the right thing and continue to help each and every family that you come across. The more people you impact, the bigger difference you're going to make and the more money you're going to make. That's really good advice. So for everyone listening to that, keep that in mind. Just think about how you can help people, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then it'll work out, right? If you take care of them, as you said, there, there's a reciprocation. The law of interaction, it'll come back. Yeah. Justin, I really appreciate you joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Trusted Technician Podcast. If you would like to learn more about SBE, you can find us online at sbeodyssey.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a review. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.